Hey everybody, it's Jerry from the Hardly Paranormal Podcast. Uh, you might have noticed in the last episode, and you will definitely notice in this episode, that we've had a few problems with our audio. I have fixed the problem so that we won't have this issue going forward with future episodes, and I hope that it doesn't hinder your ability to enjoy this episode or the last one. We apologize, we didn't really notice all of this until after we'd already finished recording, and try as I might, I couldn't get it fixed. Sorry. So welcome to Hardly Paranormal. Look, we really got a rain in it, okay? <laughs> Horse puns. I sound like Alaska. <laughs> welcome to Hardly Paranormal. Your makeup is terrible. <laughs> so before we get into today's episode, we are going to, um, I want to do a little shout out. I actually was supposed to do this the last episode and it just, we were half alive and I just forgot. Now we're just a quarter alive. <laughs> a quarter alive. So, there is a wonderful um, page on Instagram for Dogwood Games. Now, if you like card games and you like deck-burning games, mm -hmm. Dogwood Games has a Kickstarter right now for a game called Sask Watch, like S-A-S-Q Watch, and it is a cryptid hunting card game for three to four players, ages seven and up. They are uh, just getting started last month. On their Kickstarter. Uh, it's basically like inspired by the Pacific Northwest mm -hmm. and I love the art. I'm super super into the art. Mm -hmm. It's so far up my alley it needs to buy me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> me neither. I was so into it. Uh, I've already gone ahead and pledged a little bit to help him get going. Go ahead and find him on Instagram at Dogwood Games. Go and check out his Kickstarter. Do whatever you can to help him out. His name is Jeremiah Dogwood. That's Perfect. The coolest name. But I found his stuff. I absolutely love the art. And I was like, hey, I'm going to give you a shout on the next episode. And then I For didn't... the four people that hear us. <laughs> <laughs> That's four extra people that didn't hear before, possibly. Ah. Also, I forgot last time. So I definitely, definitely wrote it down so I would remember this time. <laughs> But yeah, check that out. If you like cryptids, which who the hell doesn't, and if you like card games, this would be something you should invest your time in. This is your into, jam. For sure. So today, we are going to be talking about the most haunted place in the world. Bum, bum, bum. Now, as anyone who's ever listened to our show knows, that title is basically pointless. <laughs> it means almost nothing. Uh, no, actually, the place that we're going to be talking about today is... The little town of Sleepy Hollow, New York. Dun, 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 dun. What do you know about Sleepy Hollow, New York? I know it has a cult following. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. There's no cult there. It's a horse. It's a cult following. A cult following. Oh, come on. Well, you didn't pronounce it in a way that I could understand. <laughs> Somewhere, someone who likes horses is giggling at that joke. <laughs> God, I'm so sick of it. So, besides that... Well, I hear he's very poorly executed character. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, this is all I know about it is um, from the Johnny Depp movie. And yep. we had this, like, Disney book when I was a kid. And that was it. I think that's the majority of people. I think that's fair. 
Before we get into the actual town of Sleepy Hollow, let's talk about that story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. So that was originally written in 1820 by Washington Irving. He lived in the, well, I don't know if he lived necessarily in Terrytown, but he lived like in the area. Terrytown is in Westchester County in New York. That's the same place that uh, the Charles Xavier School for Gifted Drugsters is in. It's, it's in Crossover. Westchester County. Yeah, obviously a crossover. You know, I bet they did. That's gotta I, be somewhere. Like in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> so, the story of Sleepy Hollow, it basically takes place in the 1700s <laughs> when a schoolmaster, Ichabod Crane. Side note, I got a tattoo a couple days ago and it's a bat and I named him Ichabod. It's a great name. <laughs> we'll have to post that with the, yes. the episode. <laughs> When Ichabod moves to the town, uh, it's this Dutch settlement called Terrytown. And in the in the thing they say, it's like it's called Terrytown because the men will like kind of carry and hang about after work rather than coming right home. Bastard. It's so silly. <laughs> There's a portion of Terrytown called Sleepy Hollow, and it's like a secluded glen within the Terrytown area. It's not a. T- There's lots of uh, stories that revolve around this area about a Native American wizard. <laughs> Oh, um, that's rad. <laughs> isn't that cool? Uh, the Headless Hessian, who was, we know him as the Headless Horseman. Was there a Headless Hussy? <laughs> no. <laughs> there are almost no, actually, you know what? There are actually quite a few Hussies in this story. Ah, see. They're not as overt as you might be used to, like the Headless kind, but there are a few Hussies. Well, they kept giving their head. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an interesting fact about Sleepy Hollow that you will really like, is that Sleepy Hollow... The, the the location, Terrytown, mm-hmm. they said that the spooky atmosphere that it has is possibly because of the Native American wizard. Uh, this is in the book. Um, or uh, it's just because of all the ghosts that haunt the place. But that all of that, the ghosts that haunt the place, the, the Native American wizard, that existed before it was discovered by Henrik Hudson. Or as you would know what? him better, Henry Hudson who was the person that our high school was named after. What? Yeah. That's dope. That's pretty cool. Um, Didn't he get, like, hung in our park, though? No, you're talking about, you're thinking of Joseph Huddy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Similar names. <laughs> I don't know history. So, the, there's lots of legends that have to do with this town within the story. The Headless Horseman is just one of these legends. Uh, the story goes that at night, um, he burst out of the church cemetery in like an explosion of hellfire, flying through the night, trying to find his missing head. And then before dawn, he you know, flies back to the churchyard for another explosion of hellfire before he disappears back into the underworld. Is that necessary? What? Like, does it have to be so dramatic? Like, what's I, up, bitches? Like, what? I think, I think if you are a headless being that has to every night go looking for your head and you're carrying like a jack-o'-lantern around in place of a head, you're probably already pretty dramatic. I have insomnia. Um, this is basically my everyday. <laughs> Bust out of the bedroom. Bust out of the bedroom. A fake face on. Yeah. <laughs> ready to go. Every morning. <laughs> so Ichabod comes and moves. He's very uh, described as very lean, and sort of lanky, and kind of like just sort of a like a like a Nancy boy kind of thing. He's also very uh, superstitious. Like, he believes in witchcraft, he believes in, you know, ghosts and things like that. Does he believe in a thing called love? (laughs) 
Uh, no, he does listen to the rhythm of his heart, but... Ah, oh, there's a chance he can make it now. <laughs> <laughs> so when he gets there, he's, he's the schoolmaster, which means he doesn't actually have a residence. He's sort of homed by all the different people that he serves. So he'll spend a week in one person's house and a week in another person's house. And kind of moving around. Now, he is also a very talented singer and dancer, and he's like the music master of the town, as well as the schoolmaster. And he gets a pretty good reputation around town. Most people like him. He's fairly agreeable. I would give you my entire paycheck if this turned out to be Footloose. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, now I wish it was. Damn. Oh, someone needs to make that. This isn't going to be good now. I just have to tell this stupid story about how he gets killed by a headless ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so he, basically a lot of the women in town like him. Uh, he's, he's very good with kids and he's very interesting and articulate and he's, you know, he's educated. There's a lot that they, you know, to like. So he he does kind of take it upon himself as he's going from house to house to sort of flirt with the lady of the house Ooh. and stuff like that. And eventually, I know. Eventually, he does get uh, he catch he gets his eye caught by uh, Katrina Van Tassel, who is the daughter of one of the major landowners in the town. I think I thought that Baltus Van Tassel was the mayor, but he's not. He's just very wealthy, and he has a very large farm and. He goes to, like, court her. Wait, if he was a horse, he'd be a nightmare. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to court her and finds that her house is incredibly opulent. And he just starts fantasizing about all of this being his. About marrying her and then becoming the lord of this big area. And Baltus is a really easygoing guy. He's super nice and friendly. Like, he doesn't really care. Uh, it is worth noting that uh, at the time Katrina is like a teenager and Ichabod is an adult. So he is like a, he's like in his 30s. Like he's he's a, a grown man. Which I know it's a different time, but it's still creepy. It's still a gross time. Yeah. Uh, so he finds out that there is a, another suitor. This guy, Abraham Van Brunt, who goes by the nickname Brom Bones. And so brutal. It's such a cool name. And he's pretty rowdy, and he's pretty, like, he's very athletic and stuff, and, like, he likes, he has a horse called Gunpowder that is, like, super temperamental. I and try so hard every time not to have my brain say, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and I, <laughs> it, I can't do it, and my brain won't stop. I, I choose my words wisely here. <laughs> but, and he's well-liked as well. It's not like he's, um, like this, you know, rowdy dick. Like, he's a nice guy. People <laughs> rowdy like dick. <laughs> And he is also interested in Katrina, and he's got a lot going for him, besides being good-looking and, you know, well-liked in the town. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> he's also an accomplished hunter, he's an agile horseman, like, he's very good at kind of everything he puts his mind to, so it's kind of, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you should probably, you know, dial you it down Katrina. and not <laughs> Yeah, really. And in the novel, he even points out that most suitors, when they went to go calling at Katrina's house, if they saw Brom Bones' horse there, they'd call it quits. Because they're like, oh yeah, I can't compete with that dude. Can you imagine having that kind of, like, debonair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brom kind of tries to politely make it known that, like, hey, I'm over here. I'm trying to get this girl. You need to back off. And Ichabod's just not having it. Like, he's just ignoring him. So it becomes more and more uh, of, like, Brahm is like, okay, I can't get him to piss off, and he can't lure him into a physical confrontation. Because Ichabod is not an idiot, like, he's mm -hmm. not, like, gonna try to fight him and get, you know, throttled. 
Rom just starts pulling pranks on him, like a series of mm-hmm. pranks to frighten him. I would like if that's how we settle things <laughs> from now on. No fisticuffs, no bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> I just want pranks. Not Amina. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's kind of what I want for myself. <laughs> so it's becoming like there's a lot of tension building between Brom and Ichabod and Katrina because like she does like them both, but also he's getting uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. So she's a literal child. She is literally a child. So on an autumn night, he goes to the Van Tassel's homestead for like a uh, like a harvest party. It's actually the harvest moon is full in the night, and the harvest is completed. So it's like we get to basically enjoy the fruit of our labors. And he's invited out. When he gets out there, he drinks, dances, and feasts. He gets to know the Van Tassels a little better. He gets to kind of chat up Katrina. And Brom tells ghost stories about Sleepy Hollow and about Tarrytown and all these locations that Ichabod is familiar with that all have these tragic stories that led to some kind of specter that's decided to put up shop there. And then they're like, hey, it's the end of the night. It's time for you to go home. Uh, what he doesn't know, Ichabod, is that Katrina's already kind of chosen Brom. <laughs> he sounds like a piece. Like, he has everything going for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, his intention when he... Or Ichabod's intention when he gets there is to uh, propose. But it just doesn't work out. Like, it's made kind of, you know, no. Well, she's kind of already made a decision, dude. You're gonna have to... Yeah. <laughs> You're so, gonna have to giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, on his way home, he's gonna, he walks to the Van Tassel house. When it's time to leave, Brahm is like, hey, you know what? It's really dark out, and it's the harvest moon, like, why don't you take my horse and go home? His horse, Gunpowder. Gunpowder is super ill-tempered. Ill-tempered. <laughs> and this is actually, like, a trait of Brahm's, is he actually likes an animal that is difficult to control, because then it takes, you know, a lot more of his willpower to control it. And it says more about his strength and of character and all that. So he gives Ichabod this horse and is like, bye! And Ichabod's riding through the forest. The Van Tassel estate is well outside of town. Spooky, spooky harvest moon. Uh, Autumn night. So this is like October. Mm -hmm. It's around Halloween. And he's just... He's just thinking only about the ghost stories he's heard. (laughs) (laughs) That is me. (laughs) It really... I feel like all of us would at some point have experienced this where you have to go home, you have to walk through somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's spooky out because there's like a fog is rolling in, the wind is howling, the trees have the spooky leafless branches that are kind of clinging and clawing at him. And he just heard a bunch of stories about a ghost and he's a little drunk. I can't even handle going from our front porch to my car, which is seven steps. Yeah. When it's dark out, I'm like, oh, for sure, an alien's going to come and get me right now. Or those those scary possums, though. No, because I would try to pet them. They hiss. I would get babies. And they fire. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. So, as he's running, he's passing these locations from the stories he was hearing. And all he, you know, he sees an old farmhouse. He sees a run-down window. He's just thinking about the ghost stories, and the environment around him is becoming scarier to him because he's building it up in his head. Finally, he gets to this intersection in the middle of a... And at the intersection is a rider cloaked in black 
with no head. He's also much larger than, like, he's unusually big. Mm-hmm. And instead of a, a head, he has a jack-o'-lantern that is a flame. <laughs> and Ichabod sees this thing in the mist and he's like, hey, who, who's that? <laughs> and obviously the headless horseman says nothing. So he's like, hey, come on, who is that? <laughs> and then the horse just bolts after him. So he is frozen for a moment until his senses come back and he's like, oh shit, let's go. Yeah, he's really trying to get ahead. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, He's having difficulty though because the horse is very headstrong. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah! And he remembers that he needs to get to like the, the the burial ground. He knows that that's where the the horseman has to go before sunrise. And uh, I, I can't remember exactly what it, for some reason he thinks the horseman can't cross this bridge, so he's bolting, just going as fast as he possibly can towards the cemetery, towards this bridge. And the horseman is galloping like mad behind him. And he's trying both to go as fast as possible and control gunpowder. And he just can't. Like, and he's, he's paying. He, everything he's ever been afraid of is right behind him. Yeah. And he sees the bridge and he's like, this is it, my chance at hope. And he bolts and gets across the bridge and turns. And the horseman is still coming. <laughs> and he's like, Love ah, it. no! So the horseman hurls the pumpkin at him. And it hits him in his head and knocks him off his horse off the road into a ditch into the dust. So the next morning, he doesn't arrive at school, and no one in town has seen him. Uh, Gunpowder has made its way back to Brom Bones' house, and is just kind of hanging out. Do you think that before Ichabod left the house, he's like, I'll be heading off then. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I could find fucking headless horseman jokes, did you? <laughs> so they investigate, you know, because they know the route he would have taken, mm-hmm. and they find one of his shoes... They find the trampled saddle of gunpowder, Ichabod Crane's hat, and a shattered... Wait, the trampled saddle. Back then, did they have the clips at the bottom that went under the horse? Yeah, but it just came loose because he was riding like mad, and it just came loose during the time. I didn't know it could happen. I didn't either. <laughs> uh, and Ichabod has never seen again. Now, when the story is told in you know, taverns and things in uh, Terrytown, Whenever Brom Bones is uh, present, he always has, as it's quoted in the book, an exceedingly knowing look whenever the story of Ichabod is related. Mm. And sometimes in the story, they make it, you know, they, they, Washington Irving does a good job of making it kind of like, Brom Bones knows Ichabod is superstitious, he's doing everything in his power to play on that yeah. <laughs> and frighten him. I feel like the way that it ends is that Brom Bones was the horseman. Yeah, like for, for realsies. He scared him off, because he later married Katrina. Yeah. And um, in some of the tellings that I've heard, um, and it's actually in like a postscript of the uh, the story, that um, Ichabod like went on to like New Jersey to like <laughs> live and work, and he was fine. Some people have interpreted that Brom could have killed Ichabod. But he I, would never. Yeah, I don't really see him being that kind of dude. But also, he was known to be a very good writer, so I absolutely believe he could chase it the bot down and mm-hmm. play the role of the writer. The town let themselves build the legend that Ichabod was spirited away by supernatural means. And that is basically the story. Long story <laughs> short, <laughs> that's the story. Really, my only question is, how do you think the Hellas Horseman likes his coffee? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Go on. Decaffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well done. <laughs> Thank you. So, that is the story that led to really the Sleepy Hollow legend that has now become real. A lot of people say that Washington Irving based this on real ghost stories that he had heard, and I have a bit of a problem with that. Because it was a story. Even within the book, it's a story. Yeah. The ghosts aren't even real in the story. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Sleepy Hollow, the town. How old do you think Sleepy Hollow is? Um, well, you should never guess a woman's age. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, like 1600s? That's a fair guess. And if you were to go visit Sleepy Hollow, uh, which is north of Terrytown. I keep hearing Tiny Town from, like, the Tiny Tunes. Whatever you need to get through the night. Yeah, it's, it's working for me. <laughs> but if you go there, there is a welcome sign. It says, Welcome to Historic Sleepy Hollow, settled in 1640. Ooh. And that is bullshit. Oh. So, Terrytown has always been Terrytown. Even in the, uh, the story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow is actually a part of Terrytown. It's not a secondary settlement or anything like that. Mm-mm. Sleepy Hollow was actually named Sleepy Hollow in 1996. What? Yeah. 1996, uh, the town, it, it hadn't existed up until that point, and Terrytown, Northern Terrytown, they decided to change their name to Sleepy Hollow. Uh, their high school team is actually called the Horsemen. Oh, that's so much better. What was our high school team? The name? Admirals. Yeah. <laughs> that's awful. Horsemen are way better. Um, and the town pretty much is exactly how it sounds. Sleepy Hollow. It's it's a tourist town, but it's there's not really anything to do outside of Halloween. <laughs> that's I mean, basically it. in life, there's not much to do outside of Halloween. That's fair. That's entirely true. So, when you go and visit there, there are a few aspects to this that are designed as a tourist. They're designed to attract tourists to try and find the horsemen and see ghosts and all kinds of shit. One of them is there is a bridge that goes from Sleepy Hollow to Terrytown. It's very small. It's a stone bridge. And it has, you know, wooden railings and stuff. And it looks very old. It's not. It's a modern bridge. It was built within the last 50 years or so. And they just kind of let tourists believe that it's that bridge. The bridge from the story doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Uh, I kind of love and hate this idea that there is so much truth to the story. And at the same time, there's an equal amount of total bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) People have all kinds of tales about this town in real life. Seeing ghosts in the cemetery, seeing ghosts walking around the roads at night, seeing the headless Hessian. The thing is... <laughs> I can't not hear, like, hussy. I don't know why my brain keeps just going off on tangents today, but like... Yeah, you should talk to a therapist about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's no evidence of any of these things ever being there or being seen. It's all just, you know, people go there primed, ready to see ghosts. Yeah. So they're seeing ghosts. So real quick, it's just another tangent. Um, you know, it's really popular in like Halloween and everything. Yes. It sounds like I'm leading up to a joke. I'm actually not. Um, I was listening to the <laughs> Halloween episode of the Poisonous Cabinet today. Oh, yeah. And uh, Sinead said that she doesn't know what pumpkin pie would be. Because like yeah. pumpkins aren't, you know, native to the UK. Yeah. But like... Honey, what else would it be? 
Well, because, do I need like, to make you one and send it? Because I'll do it. Because like if you've tasted pumpkin pie, you know that it doesn't actually taste anything like a pumpkin. Yeah, that's true. I understand it what she blew means. my mind. Yeah, because it's a staple. Like you have them around Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole fall season, pumpkin pie is everything. Yeah. So yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. It's just I haven't. I listened to that at nine a.m. I'm still not over. What would that even taste like? like that's not even a concept to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially since they don't have Thanksgiving, so there's not even like a holiday that the pie is sort of attached to. Oh my god, you're right. There's not even like a legitimate reason to have one. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna find a way to overnight a pie to England. You're not overnighting a pie overseas. It's not happening. You, 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 you try me, okay? Work it out. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, that's how angry I am. Okay, you don't tell me no. <laughs> so anyway, to our spooky pumpkin face man. <laughs> uh, now some people have tried to say that. Maybe Washington Irving based the story on real ghosts that he saw in this part of Terrytown. Uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a nah. Yeah, I mean, Washington Irving wasn't a particularly superstitious person. He didn't really believe in the paranormal. He uh, just wrote a story. Right, and like, it's not like this is the only thing he did. He also wrote uh, Rip Van Winkle. Like, he's, he's known for other things. So... <laughs> it's a little silly. Now, we watched an episode of Most Haunted where they went to Sleepy Hollow. We experienced an episode. <laughs> we were Most afflicted <laughs> by an episode of this. And I was kind of blown away at how much there wasn't. Like, even the mayor of the town met with them. And he was kind of like, yeah, we have a lot of tourists come here. And I mean, some people say they see things. Like, even he was trying to be like, there's no ghosts here. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't want a tourism to, like, nosedive, but, like, there's no ghosts here. Well, and they found nothing. Uh, they had that medium nothing? with them Trying that... <laughs> they had that terrible medium that was like, <sighs> I'm getting names, and he kept... He couldn't even make up names that he was reportedly He was getting just from getting the, the names. He was like, Samuel, Peter. And then she was like, what about surnames? He's like, well, it's Dutch, so, you know... Von bup, bup, something. Von something. One of those two or three syllable names. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I need someone to find us, like, a medium who fully believes in their craft. Because I have questions. Like, Lots of questions. Well, like, why... How do you sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> no. Besides that, like, how do you... Like, oh, it's an L name. Like, what is the impression that you get... Because, like, I want to knock on wood, but, like... Oh, don't you be throwing no mighty, mighty boss this <laughs> bullshit in here. Getting something with a B. <laughs> yeah, I... In that episode, he even says that maybe what's happening to him is what happened to Washington Irving. That he was walking these very roads in these very forests. He was inspired by... You know, maybe he caught a, a glimpse of decapitation, a battle, and it was like, no, man, this was pretty, like... The Revolutionary War was within living memory when he wrote the story. It was only 50 years prior. It yeah. wasn't a long time ago. And there were still people alive who fought in that war. Like, this is not unreasonable for him to make... I love how whenever there's a ghost story like this, mm -hmm. and it's based on a real area, the guy had to have been inspired by something real. He couldn't just make shit up. Yeah. Like, human imagination means nothing to these people. There was no TV. All he had was imagination. <laughs> so, 
Suffice it to say, between what I've read about the town and the sightings, I say with Cody Marks and, and what we saw on Most Haunted, it's not haunted. It's really not at all. There's no ghost. It's a spooky kind of town in New York, and it's, you know, people go there in the fall when it's looking its most spooky. <laughs> They're going to the town of Sleepy Hollow, which for, I don't know how it is for Europeans, but for Americans, the name Sleepy Hollow, it has meaning. It has sort of a spooky Halloween weight to it. So if you're going to Sleepy Hollow, you have to feel a bit like we're definitely going to see some shit. Yeah. Because when I hear Sleepy Hollow, I think of fog and pumpkins and, you know, spooky shit. <laughs> yeah. I um, I only knew of the name Sleepy Hollow first. There was a road in Pennsylvania where I used to live. It had Sleepy Hollow Road. I remember that meaning something, but I didn't know. So it was like... I always thought it was that specific road just in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, like not the New York City one. So it took me quite a few years to like understand yeah. how different town names work. Well, it's <laughs> the same, like there was, I remember being very young and me and my cousin being driven somewhere in northern New Jersey and there was a Sleepy Hollow Road and my cousin had a story about how he'd seen the Headless Horseman Man. <laughs> And I didn't believe it at the time because I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Because you've always been a douche. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. And then I got older and I was like, there's no fucking way he saw it. It's not even the right area. What is he talking about? So, where Washington Irving very likely actually got this story from. His brain. His brain and Irish folklore. Ooh. So, there is easily one of my favorite favorite beings from all of folklore. Emma. Oh, she's not folklore, she's the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's a gorgeous fairy, okay? <laughs> gorgeous Irish fairy. <laughs> so, speaking of fairies, this being is a fairy. It is the Doolahan. And this is a spirit in Irish mythology. Um, well, Irish folklore. Mythology is not accurate. We really fucked up not naming one of our kids Doolahan. Isn't that a badass name? It's so badass. Oh, God. So, it's normally a horseless rider, mm-hmm. or, um, I said horseless. <laughs> you know, the horseless headsman. <laughs> it's usually a headless rider, and uh, he's usually on a black horse. Sometimes the horse doesn't have a head, which I love that the horse gets to participate. <laughs> Does he still hold reins? I think he's a ghost. I think he does whatever he wants. I know, but can you imagine just, like, just sitting upward... Just like a headless horseman riding a headless horse, just sitting upright, like not. It's not like he can going, tell the Whoa. horse where to go. It doesn't have ears. <laughs> yeah, but <sighs> they don't. Either of them have ears. How the hell are they supposed to do this? It's just the reins, like it goes in the mouthy bit. So it's like, can you just imagine the headless horseman just sitting on a horse riding? Because like the whole, you know, like, yeah. coolness of it is yeah. like him holding the, the reins and like you know go and stuff. Well, there's an explanation for that part. Okay. So, the headless horseman in Irish folklore, the Doolahan, normally is holding his own head in his arms. And the head is said to have a grin that goes all the way around its head, like from ear to ear. So it's super I would like to know how you got those scars. <laughs> uh, now, uh, even though the Doolahan is said to ride a horse, sometimes he has a carriage that is 
that has two black horses up front, mm-hmm. and they have like the the rigging on them that holds them to the carriage. So there's no need for reins on that one. Oh. I still don't know how you steer a horse on there. I assume because he's a headless ghost, he can kind of do whatever he wants. So I don't really question it a whole lot. But why not just have a haunted carriage? The carriage is pretty haunted. And it's not always pulled by horses. In some stories, it's just a carriage that he's on and it rides of its own will. See, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, but that's a car. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me if the headless horseman is less scary when he's the headless taxi driver. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, and the carriage itself is actually pretty scary. It's black. All of the lanterns that hang from it are human skulls that are illuminated. Um, Holy shit, that's so metal! The wheels are made of human thigh bones, and the uh, the, the horseman himself, or the carriage, the coachman, uh, has a whip that he uses to, you know, egg the horses on that's made of a human spine. Yeah, it's so fucking metal! Like, okay, we haven't talked about me getting Harley Paranormal tattoos in a while. Um... I'm gonna need someone to draw that. I so want a Headless Horseman tattoo because it's everything I love about Halloween. And Halloween is the best time of the year, hands down. We were actually gonna record this on Halloween, (laughs) but Halloween is our wedding anniversary, and we were busy doing nothing all day. (laughs) That was great. We were just relaxing, and it was just like, you know what? No, this is our day. We'll do it another time. We should have recorded it ahead of time. Oh, yeah. That would have been smart. Oh, well. Next year. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, so the wagon is, or his carriage, sometimes it's like um, like an old Victorian handsome in some versions. A what? A handsome. It's like a, like a, like a carriage, like a coach. Um, like Sherlock Holmes when he got in the wagon. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about here? I didn't know it was called a handsome. Yeah, without an E at the end. Like a handsome. Oh. And, uh... <laughs> I know that because I am a dork. <laughs> uh, other times it was like a, like a coach that uh, had like a, what are those, you know like the, the wagons they did in the Old West? Yes. Like that. Like a stagecoach kind of thing. But I rode one in Wild West City, New Jersey. That's pretty cool. Nice. Oh, stagecoach is not the same. No. Stagecoach is the Anyway, <laughs> the cover, sometimes it's told that he had a cover like that and it was made out of human skin that was dried and sewn together. Oh my god, this is... Why wasn't that in the movie? I don't know. I'm so angry. Uh, and according to some of the legends, if the dual hand stops riding and you see him, it is because you are going to die soon. Sometimes he will call out your name and it draws your soul away from you into his carriage and then you drop dead immediately and he takes you to the underworld. Joke's on you, I'm a ginger. <laughs> Joke's on you, I am dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and actually, there's, um, at the end of that, we talked about it with the Leprechaun episode, there's Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Mm-hmm. At the end of that film, Darby O'Gill does a little bit of uh, trickery, where he gives himself up to the death coach in place of his daughter. And this is, like, part of a deal he made with the Leprechaun King, so he, like, he doesn't have to die, he kind of gets out of it because of a, a bit of tricky fairy dealings. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a dual hand that drives it. And oh. it's so cool. <laughs> Um, doula hands are actually seen uh, in a lot of Japanese um, media. Like, lots of animes and video games. Ha- is that the animes? Anime? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Japanese cartoons. Yeah. There's a lot of doula hand type characters. It's very popular in Japan, which is so weird. It is weird. Uh, in some iterations of the story, the doula hand is a 
uh, he, he acts in the same way as the Grim Reaper, coming to collect souls. Other times he's an omen of death. Mm. If he sees you, you are going to die. He's warning you you're going to die. So should I, should I not fear him? Because um, he's the Reaper. They say don't fear the Reaper, but they say definitely fear the Doolan. <laughs> <laughs> he has a whip made of spinal bones. Oh, in my head, the Reaper is always the Reaper from Bill and Ted, so you know, you're not afraid of him. Uh, Doolan sounds like a badass, though. Mm-hmm. In some of the other stories, uh, sometimes his coach already has passengers, which are banshees. Uh, <laughs> absor- <sighs> absorb it. Yeah, absorb it. I love this as much as I hate the fact that no one has made this into a movie. <laughs> I'm really surprised myself when I was reading about this. I was like, because I've I've always been kind of vaguely aware of what the Doolahan is, and you know I wasn't uh, I wasn't super up on it. Like I knew it was the headless horseman. That's kind of all I knew though, until I started actually really getting into it and really learning about what it was. And I was like, holy shit, this is everything. It's the most brutal thing. Yeah. It's definitely the most um, Halloween thing I could ever think of. Well, I gotta back up real quick. So, there's banshees in this coach. Sometimes, yeah. Okay, what are they doing? Are they just screaming amongst themselves? Are they having tea? Like, what? What? Set, set me a scene. I think that when the Doolahan's coach is making its way down old sleepy Irish roads through the moors and through the, the Irish countryside that the banshees are all just kind of like it's like a carpool situation like, <laughs> there's like a banshee you know that she haunts this coastline this banshee she haunts this tiny village on the edge of a forest this one haunts a well he's just dropping them off you know <laughs> it's like a dial a bus like he's just dropping them but off but like are they knitting like can they have conversation what do you do before work Makeup, coffee, yeah. Get on social media. Like that's obviously what they're doing. They're, they're doing their makeup and getting on social media. Yeah. What's their version of social media? I don't. I don't know. Why are you? Why? Why are you expecting me to know? <laughs> you well, know everything <laughs> every time. It'll be like eleven o'clock at night. I'm like, hey Jerry, can you tell me how many miles it is to the sun to Pluto? And he'll just know. <laughs> He'll just know. He'll just know all these things. <laughs> so I just expect him. Um, so I have no idea what the social media for Banshees is. We're getting very <laughs> off topic here. Listen, I am inquisitive and I need to know things. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you know what Banshees do for social media, email us at hollypanormal at gmail.com. <laughs> also, just to prove a point, from the sun to Pluto is 3.7 billion miles. Oh no, Lacey, don't ask me all these questions. I don't know anything. But also, here's the thing that I specifically know. Our daughter's really into space, so I know a lot of space things. So anyway, now you said earlier that one of the main ways that you know about Sleepy Hollow, and by extension, the Doolahan, is through that Disney movie from 1949, which is Mr. Toad and Ichabod Crane, 
or The Adventures of Mr. Toad, Nickelodeon Crane, I think it's something like that. And that was a cartoon that featured like two stories together. One was Mr. Toad from The Wind in the Willows, and then the other one was The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Because <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, they, they make perfect sense together. And that's, um, I actually showed that to the kids recently, and they were enraptured by it. Uh, you could say they were spirited away by the head of the Oh, get off your high horse. <laughs> but I really like that one. Um, I think a lot of people know that cartoon. At least in America, I don't know how it is in the UK. The other one, yes. The Johnny Depp, Tim Burton, Sleepy Hollow, which I think I watched 50 times before Halloween. I think I watched it every day in October. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it is, uh, it has a lot of problems. It's very campy. And it's very uh It's weird. great, but it's not good. For sure. For sure. Which is how we pick all of our movies. <laughs> That's my jam. Uh, but that actually has a lot of the elements from the original story. When um, Ichabod is chased down by Rob Bones as the horseman, and he throws the pumpkin at him, and it shatters, and Ichabod gets knocked out. That's all there. He passes out a lot in that movie. Yeah, I mean, well, he is supposed to be sort of a meek person, because that follows with the story. But they also, for some reason, decided he was going to be, like, a detective. <laughs> Constable Crane or whatever. Yeah. It was so silly. Uh, then they had a thing where like his mom was a witch and like, it was all over the place. Obviously. But those are the ones where people I think know this story the most. Which is kind of a shame because it's also not really accurate. <laughs> How did the headless chicken cross the road? The KFC bucket? Oh, that's murder. Murder. <laughs> Meat is murder. So... I don't know if this has to be said, but what do you think about the town, the real town of Sleepy Hollow, which is not as old as us? <laughs> well, I mean, you truly didn't have to point out um, our birthdays. Um, I did not. We are just, we were born before 1996. I have a fountain of youth, Jerry. Um, do you mind? Uh-huh. Um, no. How old are you turning in a few days? <laughs> If you know a good divorce lawyer, please email us at harleyparanormal.gmail.com. Um, no, I think it's just, like, there's a story, and people are like, oh, maybe it's true from here, blah, 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 and the town had tourism, and they get a bunch mm -hmm. of money. And then, um, that's it. Yeah, I agree. Like, we came from, like, we grew up in a tourist town, so we know how it works. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. But also, like, Ghosts are totally real, and there's a headless horseman, and, like, I saw him 27 times. <laughs> he owes me $4. <laughs> <laughs> he owes me tree pig. You know, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I a lot of the stories that you see that come out of that town, they're just not, you know, believable. They, I mean, no real ghost stories are believable, but they all follow the same pattern. They mm. all see the same thing. And some paranormal investigators have said that the fact that everyone sees the same thing lays credence to the fact that they are seeing something. That is the opposite for me. That is the opposite for me as well, because while I could accept that if there wasn't a very famous story attached to the place, yeah, I have to say that everyone seeing the thing you say is there, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. This means it's easier for people to lie. For sure. In that episode of Most Haunted, they were like, oh, well, the stories are similar, but they're not exactly the same. There are slight inconsistencies, like some people see a soldier, some people just see a rider in black. It's like, 
That's... How many times have we done that in school? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll just change one of the words in the sentences, then it's not plagiarism. <laughs> like, we all well, do it. Well, it's like, well, the reason that everyone is seeing vaguely the same thing and not exactly the same thing is they have a general idea of what they're looking for, a headless horseman. That doesn't mean that he's a soldier. That doesn't mean that he's, you know, a huntsman. Like, so people's imaginations get involved in the telling of what they saw. I don't have a problem with that. I think that kind of folklore is essential to a culture functioning correctly. But to say it's the most haunted place in the world, which a lot of websites purport, is Every ridiculous. place is the most haunted place. Our, our home is the most haunted place. Our home is the most haunted place on Earth. I hear jingling at night. It can't be our two cats. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I hear uh, pitter-pattery footsteps <laughs> and uh, a crunching sound near their food bowl in the middle of the <laughs> night. And then a, a very terrifying scratching sound <laughs> right next to their litter box. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, super hard. call Zach Baggins. It's not- so what do you think about the the story of the Heavy Sorcerer? We already talked about what we think about C.B. Hollow. I mean, it's cool. I mean, that uh, the imagery of it is so brutal. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I want to see a comic book. They probably do have comic books of that. Oh, we'll boy. look that up after this. But yeah, it's real cool. Um, the town got a little carried away with it. But I mean, yeah. do what you do. You know, have fun. Even <laughs> if it's fake. Even if, I mean, everything is anyway. But it's like, if you're having fun, oh man, have the fun. Yeah. And I mean, it, I think if you really like the story of Sleepy Hollow, and, or if you really like the Tim Burton movie, which, uh, who doesn't? <laughs> Go ahead and get on the internet and Google the Dullahan. It is so much cooler than either of those stories. And it'll give you a chance to learn a little bit more about Irish culture and Irish folklore, which is my favorite cultural folklore. Because <laughs> look at that! <laughs> Dullahan, that's awesome! Sometimes he rolls with banshees. That's freaking cool. <laughs> His carriage is made of bones and skin. He's got a whip made out of people. Fucking awesome. Oh, that is so awesome. <laughs> He's got his head in his lap and it's grinning. Like, every part of this is like, it's 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 the supernatural equivalent of my dream husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird they went with husband. Well, he's a guy. Okay. I wouldn't want to say dream wife and emasculate him like that. <laughs> Maybe top his head off. <laughs> so, also, if you're interested in more stories about Doolahan, there is a YouTube channel called Embrace. Um, I had to find it by typing in Embrace Ireland. And it is basically videos of a tour guide in Ireland who's a very nice guy, and he can spin a damn yarn. And he has videos where he talks about um, Abartok, and he talks about uh, the origins of Halloween. He talks about the Headless Horseman. Uh, well, he talks about the Doolahan <laughs> and other stuff like that. And it's just, he goes into insane amounts of depth about these, not insane, fully wanted, but he goes Johnny into Depp. some <laughs> Johnny Depp <laughs> about these things. So if you want just a little bit more information, which I highly encourage you to do more research about any kind of folklore that you're interested in. Or just do research. Today, I went down a one hour rabbit hole of looking at planets that we recently discovered. There's a lava <laughs> one. <laughs> the lava planet. It rains rocks, guys. <laughs> it's K two one forty one B. Okay, look it's it up. Crematoria from Chronicles of Rick, <laughs> but it's a real place. Yeah, just do so research. So if you're tired fun. of this hell planet, 
go look at this <laughs> new hell planet we found out in space. That one doesn't have politics yet, so do it up. <laughs> so if you like this episode, you can follow us on Twitter at Harvey Paranormal with a Y. You can follow us on Instagram at Harvey Paranormal, which is where I am the most active. Uh, I haven't been so active lately, but that's changing. We're not dying anymore, so uh, I'm not dying anymore. Yeah, Jerry's doing good. You can also check out our Facebook group, Hardy Paranormal, where Lacey is the most active. You can check out memes and puns and jokey jokes. (laughs) Send me memes and puns and jokey jokes. You can also email us at hardlyparanormal at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for future episodes or if you have any corrections for this episode, which I really believe people will. Oh, don't do that to me. We always, we always miss something. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> um, like having a quality podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Jerry. I've been Lacey. And remember, it's probably just Brom Bones. Oh, I don't even have a good one for that. <laughs>